This is episode 230 of How About That Cigar, recorded live at the Corona Cigar Studio. On this episode, we talk to Jack Heyer about Camacho cigars and much more. Please take a minute to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Now on with the show. Corona Cigar Company is your one-stop shop for all your cigar needs. Whether that's a brand new humidor, a box of those new cigars you've been waiting for, a top-of-the-line cutter or lighter, a place to enjoy the finest cigars and spirits with friends, or the only cigars grown right here in the Sunshine State, we've got you covered. Come visit one of our retail locations for the ultimate cigar experience. Visit us online at coronacigar.com. How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corona Cigar Studios for episode 230 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for watching us live on Facebook, live on YouTube, live on X, live on Instagram, and live on live all live, over live. the places, in all of the places. Thank you guys for watching so much. And as you can see right now, click on all of the buttons. Click on the like button. Click on the subscribe button, especially the subscribe button. That means whole heck of a lot to us and of course for our audio listeners thank you so much for listening to how about that cigar live when you drive down the road when you work out whatever it is you do when you listen to your favorite audio podcast thank you so much for making how about that cigar a part of it take just a moment if you would please share us out to your favorite facebook cigar groups let us know in the comments what you are smoking and what you are drinking uh and a quick note that i just thought about so we we're new to sharing or or streaming live on Instagram, and we have learned that through various algorithms and technical things, you can comment live on Instagram from the Instagram app on your phone. But unfortunately, we can't see those comments. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be a part of the conversation, or if you have questions for our guest or questions for us during the show, and you want those questions seen. Uh, watch us on Facebook or YouTube. Or you can call Matt at 8675309. Yes, I will I will answer. Um, but I won't sound like myself. I'll sound I'll have a higher yeah, like pitched Jenny, voice when I answer. Jenny. Just go with it. Just go with it when whoever answers the phone just just go with it. It's okay. Um I think Raul, I think we need to bring in our our fantastic producer Justin, Justy smokes. Justin. How are you this evening, sir? I'm just trying to see uh, where the S is on Justy smoke there, Matt. Justy smoke. He's, he's been hanging out with me too much. You know we don't. Oh my days! We don't worry, we don't worry about words. I'm right just, here. Justy smoke. Justy. I always thought it was Justy, Justy smokes. smokes. I'm too. sorry. It's okay, buddy. I always thought it was smokes. I won't hold it again. Smokes you. plural or smokes. Justy actively. Smokes. I don't know. All don't, things smokeable. All things smokeable. There you that's, go. That's, that, <laughs> that is true. Um, wow. I'm sad. I, I mean, I'm actually I, in a really good mood, but I'm I, I'm I, sad because Saturday my Green Bay Packers lost. Did they? They did. They did. Yeah, well, it was well, not as far as that goes. They played. They played really well, and and basically they had the game in the bag, and you know they did not play well at the end of the fourth quarter, and that's when you have to play the best, especially in a close game. Well, you know. Well, listen. So, they they did what I needed them to do. What was that? They beat Dallas. They okay. beat Dallas. Okay. Yes. And then they. Help me win a five pack of cigars. That's true because we, Raul and I, did have a bet for a five pack of cigars. 
Uh, yeah. So I, I gave Raul a nice five pack. Unfortunately, uh, we were playing cards and he took four back. And I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Virgil and Virgil at, at Reds. I owe him one cigar because I made a bet for him yeah. with him for one cigar. So wow. uh, Virgil, if you're watching, I will have that cigar for you next time. I'm, I'm at Reds Lounge. Um, so playoffs are, or uh, conference champion championships are set. We got Detroit versus San Francisco. Yep. Go Detroit because NFC North, I got to represent NFC North. So I want Detroit. Plus, they've never won a Super Bowl. I want Detroit to win. They're the not going to win one this one, even if they beat the 49ers. <clears throat> There's a chance. I don't see anybody beating Baltimore. Baltimore and Kansas City. I don't City. see it. I don't see anybody beating them. Uh, I don't either, honestly. honestly Baltimore's, I, I think Baltimore's too solid. good. Well, I mean, All the around. news are already talking about the like halftime show, and it's Baltimore and 49ers already, so it's already set. I mean, if you guys didn't read it, I saw, I saw <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. they let the script loose. It's right. one of those one of those conspiracy <laughs> yeah, theories. Yeah. Somebody so, somebody left it on a on a shelf in right. an airport bathroom, and right. they're like, "Holy <laughs> shit, they left the script here." Um, uh, the Wild still suck. The Minnesota Wild. I'm so sorry for us hockey fans, but the wilder i mean they won i think they won a game I last mean, week is hockey still a thing this year but it is still a thing oh, but okay. but i'm honestly congratulations to uh to flory our fantastic goalie uh one of the best goalies of all time he just tied actually he's surpassed now uh and he is the uh he is now the nhl goalie with the second most wins in the history of the league so congrats to him Mm -hmm. uh for that that's a big big milestone uh timberwolves still in first place so you know they're doing okay yeah um so i think the you know sports wise i'm gonna have to oh and i got uh i got a little glass here we let don't want to talk sports anymore. let me lift this up here uh so that is a bourbon this is a bourbon so that's for bourbon. for those of you who don't know yeah. uh we do a mystery whiskey that uh is from a mystery benefactor so and this whiskey is this week's mystery whiskey it's a bourbon yeah, and sure. let me give it a little little smellage the reason why i wanted to get off of sports because all my teams suck so we don't want to oh, talk about all my sorry teams. uh this one is on the nose this one's kind of funky funky yeah i mean there's a little sweetness there but it's it's funky it smells maybe like it's a little higher proof than than uh, maybe higher than 100 wait matt ty drinks bourbon Matt Ty drinks Pooch, Tony. <laughs> did I? Did I? So you must have drank all of his bourbon. There's a, there's a rumor that, so we were playing cards at Tony's place on okay. Saturday night while we were watching the game, and there's a rumor that I was drinking whiskey at that card game. I I can't confirm or deny. I, I, I can't see this. I, I don't whiskey. remember drinking yeah. any whiskey, okay. then but it, I don't, it didn't happen. I don't really remember. Yeah. You don't remember playing the game probably. Much either, of, yeah. no, not really. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this whiskey. There, honestly, I'm I'm getting a little. Uh, why is why is Raul why is cracking Raul's, up? What is going on? I don't over think here? he could even speak. He's laughing so hard. Oh, fill us in well, here. I'm, I'm missing. We out got on there. Okay. We got there, and everybody put their bottle of brandy out. Yeah, and someone there might have been pushing them to make sure that Matt Ty oh. drank a little bit of everything. Oh. Are we talking about this Tony guy, huh? Because Matt Ty had a sober driver, so oh, I, my yeah. my plan was to have him bank off the garage when I dropped him off. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that it's possible? We can't confirm or deny, but it's possible that uh, the there was an arrangement made that I drink a lot of whiskey that night. 
no arrangement. <laughs> I was like, give him more. Go ahead. He can have more. And then he did a bad thing, and you let me pour you a couple times. I yeah. You can't let the sober guy pour you. No, because those perfect. pours were those pours they were, were healthy. Heavy. They were heavy. Yeah. All right. So a little. Uh, I'm smelling kind of funkiness, like peatiness, almost scotchy, but not really scotchy. Like a lot of oak. Maybe it's gonna sound weird. Peaches. I thought you were gonna say peaches. No, no, I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> Whatever it is you were thinking, I wasn't gonna say that. Um, I don't know. I think her name was Wendy. I, oh, never mind. Boy. Yeah, don't. Go we'll there. talk about that later. Yeah. Welcome well, to Jamaica. Nice to see you. Have, have a nice day. <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> okay, so okay. First taste. Sorry, guys. We're is, off the rails already. First taste is very pleasant. Um, honestly, even a little bit more of that peach. It's got heat to it. Um, it seems higher than a hundred proof. A um, little bit of heat to it. Little peaches, oak, vanilla. Uh, it's good. I like it so far. So I'll keep drinking it and try to see if I can maybe decipher what this bourbon is. You might get this one. Really? Yeah. I'm not. I I don't have a good track record. I think I've only gotten one. True. And that was helped with Dax. From Dax. No, no. There was oh. one. Another one that I got. I don't remember which one it was. Um, but let's get our guest on the show. I mean, we, we are gonna have to a guest tonight. One right? little what? thing before what? that. Don't we need to do something before that. What do we need to do before that? We need to do that little reading right there. This one right here? Yeah, we're, we're well, yeah, we, we we will. Yeah. Oh. I'm learning this thing slowly <laughs> but surely. It's only been a couple months. Oh. That's all right. all right. That's all right. You're beautiful, baby. It's all good. All right. Let's uh, get into our main segment of the evening and our special guests on How About That Cigar Live brought to us by our friends at Drew Estate. Originally introduced in 2007, Chateau Real became uh not long after the launch of that cigar this cigar brand mysteriously disappeared and the story became that only of folklore legend and even controversy now chateau real makes a triumphant return exclusively at drew diplomat digital retailers a luxurious blend crafted to highlight the cigar's connecticut shade forward flavor it's balanced blend of well-aged Nicaraguan binder and filler tobaccos are wrapped in a beautiful Connecticut shade wrapper leaf. This cigar is available in Robusto, Toro, and Churchill only at Drew Diplomat Online Premium Cigar Retailers presented in 20 count boxes. For more information, please visit DrewEstate.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, watching live on Facebook, watching live on YouTube. Join us, please. Put your hands together and welcome to episode 230 of How About That Cigar Live from Camacho Cigars, Jack Heyer. Welcome to the show, brother. Uh, happy to be here, guys. You know, I never thought I'd see the day uh, when my phone, when you texted me, hey, Jack, I it was, it was one of the best days of my life. I remember where I was exactly that moment. And here we are, you know. Wasn't it the last week? I love it. No, no, this was, <laughs> no. This was this was years ago. <laughs> you, so you remember? You remember where you were? What was it by any chance? An airport bathroom? I'm dying. I'm, I'm asking for. I'm asking usually, for usually when I think about you, I am in the bathroom, but that's a totally different thing. That's a totally yeah. different thing. No, I understand. I mean, it's it's either going to be an airport bathroom or it's going to be like a stadium bathroom. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, either, one, either of one of the two. One of the two. What people don't realize is that the green room is where things really go down. <laughs> yeah, it feels like I'm on. Feels like I'm on like a late night show, you know. Yes. In the green room, all the other stars <laughs> filter through. You get a good, 
you know, a couple minutes with the host before the show. Yeah, you get your gift bag. Loosen up a little bit. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> uh, so, Jack, uh, if you would just briefly tell us where you're broadcasting from, uh, and if you're enjoying a fine cigar with us, let let us know what you're enjoying. I am broadcasting from my um, empty office slash guest room in St. Petersburg, Florida, and I'm not smoking a cigar because I'm a loser, and I uh, I couldn't really figure out the lighting situation in my patio. So if I were going to smoke a cigar, I'd probably be smoking a Camacho, let's say a broadleaf. That's what I'm. That's the hmm. fictitious imaginary cigar that I would be smoking <laughs> in my mind. Were no. I to enjoy a cigar this evening. No, it's all good. It's all good, brother. Okay, um, I'm gonna share the show. I'm, you guys keep talking. I'm gonna share the show. So my, my, you know, maybe my aunt. I just want the show. viewers to know this. Yeah. This show might go off the rails tonight. I, I we think it already has. <laughs> might. You I mean think it has it's already there? So before we went, uh, before we went live, uh, I was talking to Jack about what I pulled out of, and I love. I have to steal it just briefly, sort of borrow a term from John McTavish, the cigar surgeon. I, it, I, I uh, the term that he uses for like the area of his humidor where he stores and ages like fun old stuff, he calls it his tickle trunk, and <laughs> oh. I just love that. So, John, if I may, just briefly borrow the term. So I went into and it, and this is the way John says it. I went one. into my tickle trunk. And I grabbed uh, the Camacho Brotherhood series. Somebody's got a DSLR from from 2016. And if I'm not mistaken, the only cigar box in history with a compass. I think you might be right on that one. I'm hoping I think that you might be right on that. We're all smoking that. Yeah. And it's pretty smooth. It's pretty That's a good. nice cigar. Yeah, that was that was from the Brotherhood series. We had that one, the Hard Charger, and that was kind of a uh, a line of limited editions that we released. You know, Camacho is a big time American brand. We had the Liberty series for years, and that's kind of how it sold internationally. And I still get asked about those cigars to this day, especially if I'm ever traveling anywhere near a base or a military Fayetteville. Oh yeah, Clarksville, Tennessee. They're like, "Why the hell did you get rid of those?" I said. <laughs> Maybe it's not forever. They could come back. You never know. Yes. I would be happy. Especially this one, the shellback. It's just something about the blend hit me in all the right spots. And I've I I I've just always enjoyed this blend. Yeah, uh even, so I was even in your tickle trunk. Even huh? in my tickle trunk. Yes. <laughs> even in the tickle well, trunk, rattling around. Specifically there. Specifically there. I love the color green. It reminds me of the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or I, I, I was thinking like <laughs> shellback, maybe Ninja Turtles or something, yeah. you know. But. Kind of, yeah. So I've got I've got a little somebody who wants to come in and say hi. Oh, briefly. Yeah. Is this his tickle uh, tank right here? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's> tickle, <laughs> tickle tank. Oh, that's a different. That's a oh. that's a different term altogether. We may have to get that What'd one approved before we. Yeah, it's tickle trunk, tickle not trunk. tickle tank. Yeah. It, tickle tank. We have to get that approved, I think, before yeah. we can use that on on we youtube better, we better call facebook. hr yeah yeah call <laughs> hr yeah yeah i'll ask my wife about it i guess I know. man rails off off that, that's perfect we don't have to you know we, we can just we can loosen the ties a little bit we don't have to on? you know i don't think you did did i turn this camera on oh good good to go Sorry. <laughs> off what is the going on here rails. i think he's still filming it from last night or whatever the hell night he played poker <laughs> all right saturday night so Let's All let right. before, hey, before I fall off. 
before yeah, i fall off the cliff let's yeah. let's get this thing lit up on the He's dunbarton tobacco and trust music, Jack. toast cam here we go, here we go. When lighting your cigar, it's important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dunbarton Tobacco & Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco & Trust have become known for. From Silver Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. That music, so, it's just so, so it's, enticing. It, it's sensual. That that cam, just the, something about you uh, talking while your mouth is closed. It, I love that. <laughs> you, should, you should try to like animate yourself kind of like a ghost, like super <laughs> opaque version of yourself, just like talking while you're, I think that that would be a nice touch. Do we remember the blend on this cigar? I, I should. I'm going to look it up and pretend like I remember it. Um, there we go. I like that. I am the all-time worst uh, rememberer of blends. So if it's a live skew, I got it perfect. Boom. As soon as I don't, I'm not mandatorily, you know, supposed to remember it. It just leaves my brain. And well, I it's can't. so it's got to be that's got to got to be one of the toughest things to remember is all the blends. Well, I can tell you one thing. There's probably some Hunter uh, and Corojo in that cigar. I'd be willing to uh, I'd be willing to bet my life on. Um, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh, I cool. I knew some people that back when it came out in 2016, they said, "No, the shellback just wasn't for me." And I said, "You're nuts! Just all all of what you have, just give them to me, because it just the blend just hit." And this is from 2016. Yep, Connecticut Broadleaf Corojo Corojo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think the blend that sounds about right. The blend speaks. It speaks. You ever seen that Salme? What do they call it? Guy that tastes wines. Sommelier. Sommelier. Thank you. You know I'm no good with words. Talking, <laughs> reading. I'm just here for my looks. Um, there's an old guy in there, and he puts it in there. You got to oh, get in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. And oh, is that the ice it? cream guy? Yeah. Oh, the ice cream oh. guy is the worst. With the lip smacking and all the oh, that's the worst. You know who? You know who is like a a blend remembering savant? Joe Grow. Anything that he's ever seen is just like implanted in his brain, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember I read that nine years ago, and I'm like, why are you working in the cigar (laughs) business? Like, shouldn't you be using that? Shouldn't you be using that brain for like, I don't know, right? Put a toilet into space or something. Uh, You guys, a savant. Uh, yeah, he remembers all of the things. It's it's kind of scary. Um, so, Jack, one of the things we love to learn about from people is, um, you know, how their cigar journey started. So uh, what was the first time you sat down and fired up a premium cigar? Yeah, I remember it. I remember it pretty vividly because it was my 18th birthday. Um, I was kind of a shithead teenager. And in my family, it was a big deal. Uh, my my grandma stopped smoking. And my dad used to chew, uh, and they both quit. And we had a tobacco free household, and everybody was stoked on that. And then, as soon as I could legally purchase tobacco, I did, um, and just ruined that whole vibe. But I remember I smoked a corn cob pipe, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I'm getting this. I don't know if I'm doing this right." And then I smoked a, a cigar. I was like, "This rules. I really like this." So, you know, as I was a I was pretty young at that point, but the next few years. And as I went to college, I was kind of like experimenting more 
you know, I found a couple of good cigar shops and then, you know, not too long after a few years down the road, I ended up, uh, I found out that I lived down the street from the cigar dojo guys. And that's kind of how we crossed paths in, you know, yeah. must've been 2014, 2013, yeah. 14, 15. Um, we were talking about before the show. Uh, I think, was that your first trip to Nicaragua? In that was, yeah, that was my first that I actually got, had never even had a passport. I got my passport really like two yeah. months before that trip yeah so that's awesome that we share we were both on each other's first uh yeah trip to nicaragua and that was the cigar safari and it was like oh my god i mean i remember you know always thinking i really like cigars i really you know this is a fun thing but that's when it kind of became more than a just a fun hobby for me it was like okay this is my thing yeah um you know, in years past, and I did a lot of travel with the Cigar Dojo, and eventually I was just kind of like, hey, I want to screw this. I don't, I want to do this. I don't want to take PTO to do cigar stuff. I just want to get paid to do cigar stuff. Um, and I got really lucky and kind of, you know, years later, here I am. Well, early on, you know, before I was doing anything cigar media related i was just a fan a consumer and yeah you know i i was pretty much on cigar dojo all day every day and that was my my upbringing also yeah yeah and and you sort of became like the 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 unofficial mascot unofficial co-host of yes cigar yeah, dojo yeah. smoke night live and how did that you know how did that come to pass where i mean you lived close but then did you just like say, hey, could I come over or did you just show yes. up one? <laughs> yes, kind of that. Well, it's funny because I, I actually it was not that long ago that I changed your contact name in my phone from your screen name was a huge nerd. Yeah. So I changed it from a huge nerd to your name. Um, yeah, but it was there's a really, really, really awesome cigar festival in uh, Colorado. And it's I've been to a lot of different multi-vendor events in a lot of different areas and there's some really great ones, but that one is exceptional. And I tell people, look, if you're ever, I mean, if you're kind of geographically close and you can make it, or if you're debating a few other ones and you've never been to uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, I would say go because it's the best one I've ever been to. Just the way that the setup of the location, the people that, you know, host it and the way they go about it it's not they give you all your cigars right away it's a great deal you get your bag and then you can just have a great day you know you're not yeah. going around trading tickets for this or that um and i i had gone to college for a couple of years up in fort collins and that was when i was on the dojo pretty heavily um and when i came back they're like hey we live in lakewood i was in littleton which is you know both suburbs of denver 20 minutes apart um and that summer the end of that summer uh i was like hey uh, do you guys are you guys going to rocky mountain cigar fest and the dojo guys were like yeah we are so i remember i went to my first cigar event i went to the drew estate event um pedro was there um and i met a bunch of you know different manufacturers that weekend and then eric the master sensei from cigar dojo was like at the end of uh rocky mountain cigar fest he was like hey do you want to just come over to my house and smoke some cigars i was like yeah dude i'd yeah. love to and i thought I thought because I'd seen his cigar collection, I thought that he'd be driving like a, you know, pimped out like Escalade or like a Corvette <laughs> or something. And I just remember, you know, he had this rinky dink Pontiac like Trans Am from like 1990. And he's like, dude, I, I do like I have like a cigar website and I'm not rich. No, we're not. We're all just normal people. 
Um, and just as the years went by, it was just kind of like they had a show like this um, and they would do it in the garage and they just kind of let me hang out. Um, and I just kind of bothered them enough that one day, uh, one day, one of the shows fell through and they were like, hey, we kind of need just something, anything. And I'm kind of loud and I don't mind just talking way too much. So if you don't, if you have a guest that cancels on you, you know, it's kind of a, it's not a bad uh, emergency backup plan. So I did that. And then, you know, as the years went on, I was just kind of the uh, permanent co-host for a while. And I, you know, at one point I worked for them part-time and I was writing articles, writing reviews. Um, and I did that for long enough that I just kind of, without knowing it, without ever intentionally trying to like build my resume or like, meet people i was like oh shit i know like a ton of different manufacturers i know a bunch of different people and i just kind of reached out and the first the the second cigar job i got was just because i knew uh the alec bradley guys real well yeah they were hiring a rep in the west coast and i was like oh how hard could it be and i texted <laughs> them and i was like look i you know i was like i talk a lot and i'm pretty personable i think i could do this you know, it was a lot harder than I thought, but I uh, I moved out to California. And there, if anybody has uh, knows, you know, your local rep, if you see him coming by on tour, those guys have a very interesting and very difficult mm -hmm. job. And everybody says, oh, that's, I don't do anything to have your job. That would be amazing, you know, until you look at, you know, 150 Never nights on the road. Part. Yeah, 150 nights on the road, 75,000 miles on your car, rinse, repeat. You know, that's, yeah. that's a tough gig, but I, I really like that. And it was a great, you know, learning experience um, from there. After my Alec Bradley days, uh, I, I applied for a job at Drew Estate. Uh, they were hiring a social media guy in Drew Estate. Obviously, you know, I've gone back to Drew Estate for a while. That was my first ever cigar tour. And I think it's everybody's one of their first brands that they really come across that's cool and interesting. And I was lucky enough to be their social media guy for a while. Um, and then, you know. I did. I was there for three years and jumped over to Camacho at the beginning of last year. So I've been here for about a year. Yeah. And one of the, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the, the coolest things that, I mean, kind of like you mentioned the, you know, you, I think um, one of the things we've heard from, I've heard from a lot of people who work in, you know, in the cigar industry, whether they, are a salesperson or a brand manager or they're they work more in the media end of things you know that i've talked to a lot of them and they say that's kind of the same thing raul said where somebody says oh isn't it dreamy having a having a job in premium cigars and you're like it's 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 work it's work i mean yeah it's it's it yeah it's it's in the cigar industry but it's still it's still a job how how did you kind of learn to manage your expectations versus like the, the romance of the industry versus man, I really, I really have to put yeah. my, my nose down and, and, you know, do the grind, do the grind. For me, it kind of created like an identity crisis because I, I was used to being a guy with a nine to five that is my five to nine was cigar stuff. So as soon as I was done with my job, if the weather was all right, I'd be on my patio smoking a cigar, write views, you know, on the dojo app. And then eventually, you know, you're nine to five and you're five to nine are the same thing. So you're like, oh, what the fuck? What am I going to do? <laughs> um, so when I was a sales guy, it's easy because you're like, all right, I'll just hang on to the cigar shop all day. 
and that's doing your job. But then when I got an in-office job, um, I, I moved to Miami right before COVID, but I was kind of like, all right, um, I would go to the office and then I would go to the cigar shop after the office. And then I was at one point, I was like, shit, man, I got to like meet women. Like, I can't, this is never going to happen. I was like, I got to like, I have to like go outside and like talk to go other people. Talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh God. Um, so then, you know, after, after a little while, I kind of moved further away from my local cigar shop and branched out. Um, and now it's kind of the opposite where, uh, I, I spend so much time on the road and in cigar shops that kind of when I'm home, that's not really, I'm not really looking to go hang out at the cigar shop. And I don't really, it's weird because I used to smoke 95% of my cigars at home. And then I would go smoke at the lounge if I wanted to try something, if I would hang out with some friends. Now it's like the opposite where I smoke like 95% of my cigars out on the road or at the office. And then when I get home, it's kind of like my detox from <laughs> cigars so it's kind of created this weird paradigm but i'm always rolling with the punches yeah. um and you know if there's ever something i really want to smoke or i'm dying to try i'm still smoking so it's it's it is the best um and it is it's an interesting business because it can consume your whole life because a lot of people just like doing this you know yeah so it's kind of like it could very easily just be the only thing you do so i'm trying to be a holistic you know, person that had, and I have a fiance. So I try to do go to the farmer's market and, you know, do chick shit and, you know, all that <laughs> sort of stuff that I like also. So try to keep a balance. Yeah. Balance. Which is, you know, easier said than done. Oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Did you have something? I thought you, no, I was just agreeing with him when you're on the road, everybody's mm -hmm. like, Oh, that's so cool. You get to smoke cigars all day yeah. long. Yeah. It's, sleeping by yourself in the hotel it's it's a lot of times in, in the car by yourself yeah it starts to wear and you, you hear some of these younger guys coming up and hitting the shops oh i'm gonna be a rep i want to do this i want to be a broker you might want to just stay and enjoy your cigars david's got a good question and it, he may mean it in jest but it is actually a good when you sweat does it smell my like hair, cigar smoke the hair my hair like it, it kind of doesn't always get a hundred percent out even with a good yeah and the suitcase. That's one thing they don't tell you about. Because if, you, if you're if you on a trip and you have your smoky clothes and then you have more than one and you zip that up, mm -hmm. you've created essentially a smoke <laughs> bomb. <laughs> it will then... But it's not too... My specific job, um, being a brand ambassador for a cigar company, it is the best. It is the, it is the dream job because I get to do stuff like this is work for me. It doesn't really feel like work. It just feels like I'm hanging out with my buddies. Yeah. Talking shit, which is kind of what I would be doing. And, you know, when I am working, I, there's a lot of like prep and setup and, you know, airplanes, but you know, it's not that bad. It's, it's, it's really a dream. I, what I do now, I don't know if I'll be able to do forever, you know, in life. Cause it's, it's, it is a lot of time on the road, but yeah, it's the best. It's a dream. It's well, so great. I, I I like to get this feedback from from everybody because we've been lucky enough to talk to a lot of different people in the cigar business and with different types of jobs, different roles. And one of the things, you know, sort of the office space moment is, you know, and I'll ask you, what would you say you do here? Meaning, like, take take, yeah, yeah. Through, take us through a day in the life, like of an ambassador, you know, of a of a brand ambassador, a brand activation manager, or or you know, yeah, what, yeah. like like you know. Uh, 
you you wake up in the morning and you know take us through that day for you it's kind of like uh it depends on the time of year it's cyclical yeah so um us probably like every other company or every other we have the planning part of the year the executing part of the year and then like this little pocket in between where you're it's like christmas and then so right right now at the beginning of the year you are executing or setting up all the plans you came up with last year so at the beginning first few months first really january is just kind of the set so you're setting the table you're getting everything ready then february and march i'll be in honduras so uh I will be leading our tours this year. We're doing a handful of tours of our factory uh, in Honduras. We're doing Camp Camacho. Um, this year, we're all booked up. Uh, in the future, I'd like us to open it up to the public again and have some people, you know, that are watching the show or, uh, you know, join us. But this year, we have a few a handful of retailers that are coming down that have been preordained that we either owed trips to or, uh, you know, were promised this year. Uh, and then the next phase is all the events that we roll out this year. So a lot of companies are different, a lot of different ways to do different things. Um, but essentially, our sales guys go out. Um, we pick up, we pick out a bunch of stuff, cool stuff, develop a whole program. And then our sales guys say, hey, we want to do an event with your store. Do you want to do this event? Yes, you want to do this event. Okay, we book it. You put it on the calendar. Then there's fill it up. Last year, I had 50 um this year i'll have 50 and then you know my factory tours and then my you know multi-vendor events yeah so what does that look like it depends on the day there's some weeks where i just will have no events which is nice yeah. and there's some weeks where in on wednesday i'm in virginia beach on friday i'm in iowa and on sunday i'm in orlando and you just kind of beep back we we try to space them out at least if a day in advance so I can mm -hmm. get to the next one and but what does that look like? Uh, you know what happens with me is I'm flying to the wherever the rep is. He picks me up. We go around stores. I'm handing out cigars to people. You know answering questions about Camacho. You know maybe people have issues or questions or they want to say hey we love it or hey this used to be so much better or hmm. the store is saying hey we're having a hard time selling this. And I'm just kind of talking to them about that. And then we have an event that night or an experience where we're doing, you know, it could be different every year. Last year we did barbecue um, and we gave away a flamethrower and then we gave away an electric bicycle. Nice. Um, and it just kind of always changes. So what does it look like this year? Uh, we have a lot of different promotions that we put in store. So if you, if you have a store near you, there's odds are they'll have a Camacho promotion for a month. We got all the bells and whistles. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> it's going to be resplendent. It's going to be magnificent. Nice. Um, so if, if I were to distill all the mumbo jumbo that I just said <laughs> is put Jack poster, Jack show up that day and talk. <laughs> well That's put. That. Well put. Do you have any events scheduled for Minnesota? Minnesota's tough, and I don't know why. Uh, the whole... The whole Midwest, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to make one happen. I don't have anything yet, but right now all of the sales guys are going out and pitching them. Mm -hmm. So I'll yeah. talk to my, I'll talk to my, uh, what are you guys? The Great Lakes? What is your region? 
Is that what it's technically called? Uh, I technically, I think it would be the Great Lakes. Um, you the mid, you're not the Midwest. Are you yeah, too far west. Midwest. I mean, Midwest. Midwest. I, so what they pretty call us? I guess. Yeah. We're the Midwest. Midwest. Yeah. I mean, we're. Yeah. There's a. There is actually a, north. a very healthy, not only cigar community in minutes because there really is a, a very healthy cigar community, very active. Uh, people who like to get involved on social media and share what they're smoking and share their experiences yeah, yeah, yeah. and get together in herf and uh, and also you know uh, not just in the twins because in the twin cities area you know there's there's a good number of quality uh cigar shops and lounges shut up david and <laughs> the land, land of disappointing sports teams well yeah, that's yeah. That was harsh, Raul. That was. That is, <laughs> hey, the Timberwolves. David can't Tim go a show without being mean about something. <laughs> well, so so Jack, the Timberwolves are are they're doing great right now. It's when champion see Minnesota sports teams do really great, and then champ playoffs roll around, and then yeah, yeah, that's. But you know, I think that before this show started. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns had 53 points in the third quarter. So that's at least that's not nothing. Yeah. That's not nothing. Yeah. Um, they're doing okay. Uh, I have a little bit more freedom of movement this year. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make my way up to the Great Lakes. Well, yeah, Minnesota, there's or uh, especially and uh, I'm not trying to exclude any shops, but one in particular, uh Tobacco Grove, uh yes, very, very large shop. You know, it's a, it's a Davidoff signature, you know, humidor. They've got all the Davido, uh, Davidoff Avo Camacho products. Um, really nice walk-in humidor with tons and, and tons of places to sit and relax and smoke. And um, and plus, that's one of many really quality cigar lounges and, and shops in, in this area. So, is That's where the, uh, Casey Crux is from Minnesota, no? Am yeah. I making yep. that up? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Tobacco grows. Well, K Casey yeah. lives down in Florida now because that's no, no, I know he's my, he's own. my, uh, I would say he's my golf buddy, but I don't think we've golfed together in like a year plus. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but he, yeah, when I posted this graphic, he said, Oh, you think you're hot shit now or what? <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> that's the best. I love Casey. Um, but yeah, we'll, what we'll, you come up to Minnesota, we'll, uh, we'll give you the tour. We'll, we'll, we'll take you to the What's good the restaurant. Ice, ice fishing. It seems like people really love it. I could see myself learning to love it, but I just don't understand. It. If you like to drink and play cards and smoke cigars, it's perfect. Okay. That's a kind of all my hobbies are in that same oeuvre. Yeah. So I think that that would, that, Ice fishing for, I mean, for cigar guys like us, ice fishing is like 2% fishing and 98% drinking, smoking cigars and playing cards. Right. Yep. That's all you had to say. That's oh, all. They should have put that on the, they should have <laughs> put that in the pamphlet. The only <laughs> negative about ice fishing is every once in a while you hear a big boom and that's the ice the ice or that's the ice shifting, shifting cracking Especially this year with the winter as hard as oh, forget about it is it. like there's people trying to go ice fishing and falling through right now it's great yeah you can't go on the it's it's we've had a warm winter so you the ice, ice is not the in ice good that's, it's not that's, quality not quality unless you go up noted. by the canadian border and who wants to go up there really no, i you do well yeah um so you mentioned uh camp camacho and i want to talk a little bit more about camp camacho because that's one of the things that I, I mean, you and I got to go to Nicaragua for the first time, you know, together. And I, I have told people ever since then, and I, I 
sort of preach about it all the time that it's one if you truly consider yourself sort of a cigar nerd or really just into the cigar culture that you owe it to yourself to go on a factory tour experience at some point whether it's camp camacho or cigar safari or perdoma does for uh tours and black label trading does tours and i I say to anybody who's calls themselves a cigar nerd, you owe it to yourself to do it. So talk us through uh, Camp Camacho, sort of how it started and what, uh, you know, eventually you said hopefully it'll open back up to, you know, limited to a number of tickets yeah, yeah. for the general public. You know, if that happens or if you're somebody who's a retailer who's watching, what can they expect, you know, to sort of learn and glean from uh, Camp Camacho experience? Yeah, well, first of all, if you haven't been to Honduras... I, the first time I went was 2017 and we went back this year to kind of set the table. It rules. It was so awesome. They're doing some stuff with beans that I had never seen before. They have like a, like a refried bean method that I think is proprietary to them and cannot be replicated outside the country. So aside from the bean element and the delicious food, uh, Camp Camacho had been happening in one way or another, you know, Camacho has been doing factory tours for a long time. But in 2017, we built this state-of-the-art factory in Donnelly, Honduras. Uh, we built this incredible guest house. It's the nicest guest house that I've ever seen on a tour like this. Um, <clears throat> and you fly into Honduras, and for you know this year, from Monday to Friday, your life is just relaxing. We take you to the farm. We take you to the factory. You get to blend your own cigar. Uh, you get to see how you know how the sausage is made, literally. Um, and we really focus on having just a badass time. Like it's, it's, there's a lot of learning. There's a lot of education, but where I think that our tour shines is, you know, obviously you're going to get all the education and pictures and sightseeing you could possibly need, but we really excel in the uh, interim and in the spaces <laughs> in between the, the lunches and the dinner and the post dinner and the post, 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 post dinner <laughs> activities. So that's kind of our, it's kind of our calling card is the, uh, we know how to have a good time. Yeah. And, you know, some of the most memorable parts of the trip are the parts you don't remember on a, a Camp Camacho. So uh, this year, you know, if, you're, if your shop is a badass Camacho shop or if you're the store that you go to, you know, buys a lot of, sells a lot of Camacho, ask the owner of your store, hey, they're doing this Camp Camacho. Let's go down next year. And that's really how it works. We round up yeah. 10 guys from one shop bring them all down. Um, and you know, the rest is history. It's, it's so fun. And for me, it, as just a white guy from Littleton, Colorado, um, yeah. it is a, it is really an honor and kind of bizarre to look back and be like, okay, I'm leading the tours now. Yeah. And I will, I'm willing to tell, um, the, the infamous slash not that, uh, secret story anymore of my uh, I was out, gonna, kind of in I a was roundabout way, it, but but as, if you don't want to, if you want, no, I'm since, there. The, since a viewer brought it up, I mean, we're sort of obligated, you know, it's so, you know, um, hear this. This, this is you're it's you guys are gonna lose your shit. Um, in 2017, I was working for Cigar Dojo and Camacho, uh, the before long before I worked for them, they said, Hey, we want you guys to come down to our factory. Uh, we just finished. Uh, we've taken like one, we've taken a guy around, uh, but we haven't done the, like a tour. So it was uh, us, us four guys. And they're like, we kind of want you guys to be our guinea pigs and kind of see, you know, we want to test out the system. So the first night um, I was overserved by myself um, and I wake up the next day at breakfast. And I'm just like, ah, 
And uh, Scott Polisair, who still works uh, Davidoff, was like, do you remember all the shit you were saying last night? I was like, oh, I am sorry. He's like, no, it was hilarious. He said, you did promise us, though, that you were going to get a Camacho tattoo. Uh, he's like, are you still in? I was like, you know what? I was like, I don't know if this is last night talking, but I think I'm in. <laughs> um, they're like, all right, well, we're we're going to find a tattoo artist in Don Lee Honduras. Like, I was like, it's just got to be a good one. It's got to, mm-hmm. I, I don't want some budget. Be clean, yeah. So they they found a guy and they're like, look, and he had done some, you know, some, some decent stuff before. I was like, all right, let's do it. And they're like, all right, he's coming tomorrow. Like last chance to back out. I said, okay, I have some terms. I was like, I want a first class flight back. You guys are paying for the tattoo. <laughs> and I want a shitload of cigars. And then I said, and I also want, if I show the tattoo off, I get entry to any Davidoff board meeting. And they're like, nice. all right. They're like, done. Deal's done. Um, what I didn't know at the time is all the board meetings happen in Switzerland. So, you know, that one was yeah, <laughs> a little bit of research on that one. Um, but I, uh, so, you know, the day comes, we did a live show from Honduras and there's a guy that walks in with a top hat. He kind of looked like T-Pain and he said, I don't speak any English in, in pretty decent English. We're like, ah, he's like, no, seriously, I only speak that last sentence. And then this one describing it. And he really didn't speak any English. And he stole all of our cigars, and uh, I got a scorpion tattoo. Now, that part of the story, um, if I just left it there, it would be a pretty decent we, story. We need to know where it's at. But cheek left or right? It's that, worse. It, none of the above. <laughs> Raul doesn't know. <laughs> you're not going to believe this. Oh, boy. Oh, you're, you're gonna I, oh. I fixed a, a scorpion trap there. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm wearing, I'm actually wearing Charlie Brown Christmas sweats. <laughs> I didn't think that those were going to make an appearance on the show. So I got, and this is, you know, when I was, when you're listening to me tell my cigar career, if you did a quick timeline in your head, I got the tattoo in 2017. And then I got a job with Alec Bradley. And then I got a job with Drew Estate. So people are like, oh, why would you leave Drew Estate? It sounds amazing. It's like, well, I already got the fucking tattoo. I needed to, I needed the Camacho job. I'm actually, it's a volunteer gig. I'm not even getting paid for this. Oh, oh goodness. Yeah. That I re- is, I actually watched that live. I, I remember <laughs> when Eric started streaming that on Facebook and I'm watching it live. And I'm I honestly, as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is a bit. This, this they're they're making this. This is not really happening. I, I had my my roommates at the time kicked my door in when I got home because they thought that I was faking it. They thought that I was like elaborately. The funny thing is, is like, like years later, I was trying to get people to take me a little more seriously. And I was like, I was like, Eric, can you delete like some, not delete all of it, but I was like, can you delete some of the stuff? He's like, I'll delete whatever you want, man. But like the the word's out, the the gig is up. And now, you know, boom, we're all the way back. Oh, That's Alex, the Alex Weghorn. Shout out Alex Weghorn. He's our Davidoff brand ambassador. Oh, and nice. believe it or not, he also has a scorpion tattoo. Not the same, very different. <laughs> Scorp- you have to get a scorpion tattoo to be a brand ambassador at Davidoff, actually. It's a, it's a new rule. Well, I mean, honestly, it's it's almost like uh, it's almost like Providence or Kismet. It's like you get the, the scorpion tattoo. And you know, it's just just a handful of years later, you're working for Camacho. I mean, that's yeah, that's why I call it failing upwards because it's like only me could get a tattoo above my ass that would give me health insurance years later. 
the only something that could happen to me. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, that's kind of why I need to hang on to this gig for at least a, a while because uh, it's it's permanent. Well, one of the things that I want to check in on too is because um, we talked about we're smoking the shellback, which is from the yes. Brotherhood series, um, and you know, uh, no, go ahead, get up to the mic so we can hear you. I still am not over <laughs> the tramp tattoo. I usually don't get Raul is, me- Raul is mesmerized because Raul's got a real lot. Of, Raul's got a lot of ink, but he does not have a scorpion tramp stamp. Not a lot of us. A few a couple minutes. That's fucking remarkable. It's it's absolutely insane that that really did happen. Um, I tried to start a Facebook group of like straight dudes with ironic tramp stamps a few years back, but did not get a lot of entrance. It was just kind of it was just me waiting for waiting for my brothers. Oh, do you have any other tattoos besides that? I so I have a tattoo. I have a tattoo on of a cross on my breast that I got before that, and I I started what I called Operation Beer Fridge after the tramp stamp. And Operation Beer Fridge was a very sophisticated operation in which I paid thousands of dollars for just random tattoos to be placed on my back. So now it looks like the the scorpion tramp stamp just happens to be another one. Okay. So I have a bunch of other tattoos that are actually very nicely done. Um, and that this was all operation beer fridge was in an effort to get chicks. Um, because yeah, I just had the tramp stamp. You, you just have tramp stamp. That's kind of tough when you have several. It's yeah. like, oh, I just ran out of, here's a badass dude that just ran out of room. Yeah. A couple things that I messed up. I was supposed to also get jacked at the time. That one didn't really follow through with that one. So, and then I, I met my fiance during this and just kind of gave up on the whole. I was like, ah, I'm, I'm never lifting a weight again or getting another tattoo. Who cares? Mission job's done. Mission success. All right. So I, I just can't help myself. And I'm sorry, Jack. I got to get, I got to get personal here. How do you broach that conversation with your new girlfriend? This oh, actually, by the way, this actually you're eventually going to see me with my shirt off. So we got to talk about something. This is actually a question that I get asked a lot, which is a very, it's, you know, you would think <laughs> you have to decide early on. You're like, okay, you're like, how did, do they think I'm funny? Because if they don't, the whole thing's probably going to fall. <laughs> and then you're like, sometimes you got to, it's kind of like a chicken or an egg. It's like, okay, do we think I'm taking my shirt off at any moment? Which, you know, hey, awesome. But, oh, so then you kind of got to like pick the right time. Kind of like ice fishing. You got to make sure you have the right level of thickness to the ice and you got to be patient. And then I usually say like, hey, have you ever, do you have any tattoos or have you, do you ever, you know, follow through with dares? Because I have a really funny story. <laughs> and then there has been times where it's kind of like, it's fallen on deaf ears. We're like, oh shit. All right. That didn't really, uh. That didn't really work out. And then, you know, David has a good point. He said, what is she doing behind you anyways? You could try that method where it's just dark and you just try to kind of like use shadows of light and see how long you can make it before you. When you went to show me your breast tattoo, I would have gave a hundred bucks to say that would have been a polo, a little polo. Horse. Oh, the polo. Oh, yeah. To go along with the tattoo. That would have been a good one. That would have been a good one too. <laughs> Yeah, this is the only. There was a time um, after that where where J.C. Newman actually seriously and kind of jokingly 
offered to buy ad space on my human body. Um, their marketing team is really fun, but they were like, hey, you know, we're looking to buy some ads with Cigar Dojo. What is that? Like, what is Jack getting a tattoo look like? And I was like, I don't know if I have an answer yet. And I don't know if I want to go down that route. Yeah. Because it could get out of hand quickly. So, you know, now I have a new rule. Um, you know, just no more tattoos in third world countries. Mm, so yeah. That's kind of, that eliminates a lot of the factory tattoo drunken things. So. I know, think, my goal for this this season of Camp Camacho is to find a, a Scorp brother. And if they get a tramp stamp, my God, that would be incredible. But you know, I'm not going to, you know, for liability reasons, I'd like everybody to be in a clear mind space. And <laughs> yes. Yes. <clears throat> yes. So, so sober, you know, clean and aware. And uh, when they make the decision, at least that's what I always say. People say, yeah. oh, are you totally hammered? I said, when I made the decision. When I came up with the idea and when I got the actual tattoo, I was pretty lit. But when I made the decision, I was of sound mind. Well, yeah. sound as I can, sound as I can. <laughs> and just for uh, David and Jason, my back's already full. I can't get a scorpion tattoo. Okay. On me. So, they were asking. Perfect. Yeah. See, that's what, a better plan, wait, too. Just already. What about your butt cheeks? My butt cheeks are. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we almost got an all-time sound uh, yeah. We almost got that. You could have ended the show forever, right? There. Yeah. Oh. Uh -huh. All right. That's the one idea. time I stopped my mouth. <laughs> that was a good one. That's, We're making that, progress. That sound bite is going to end up in a video in the future, just so you know. My butt cheeks are, and then a pause. It's just going to. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. We're gonna have Off fun with that one. Off the rails. I wonder what I can do to get a HBTC tat. Dax says. Oh, oh, that's a good. I'll give question. you a box of cigars. <laughs> You're gonna do better. I don't even have a. How no, about I that cigar him. tattoo? Dax, I'll give you a box of cigars. Uh, but my cigars. wife and I were talking about this because because Amy and I are gonna get matching. Uh, it's funny we've been married for many many years and we've never gotten matching tattoos. But um, we we're talking, and I think that's going to happen okay, soon. How about that? How about that cigar tattoos? Yeah, she's going to get. How about that cigar? <laughs> or she'll she'll get burned cigars, and I'll get not bridges. <laughs> and then when we're not together, people will be like, "What the fuck does that even even mean?" I guess. I mean, I guess burned cigars sort of makes sense. That's a statement. Not, not bridges. bridges, not is, bridges like a is like that's an incomplete statement. Hmm. That yeah. Uh, but no, we, so we're going to get a tattoo. And then I talked to her. I said, I think I probably also want to get uh, how about that cigar tattoo? But, uh, next, po there we go. Next, next poker night. You get going to know what you you're going to do. Just do a brand. Just make it easier. Just yeah, there you go. Oh, right no, in there. No, no, those, those don't feel good. I'm not doing that. You have one of those? No. Okay. No, <laughs> not yet. Who knows? No. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few guys in the job from fraternities. I got them. And like, oh yeah. Well, so I'm so sorry. I went off the rails. Uh, I was oh, talking about no the way. brother, the brotherhood series and some of the other, you know, stuff from years past and all. So the brotherhood series I thought was a lot of fun and really cool. And I really do hope that someday, you know, we see some more from that, but there's one other cigar that I, I have to ask about. And, and I'm sorry, Jack, cause I know this was long before, no, no, uh, no. your tenure with the company, but this cigar holds a still holds a special place in my heart. And I, if anybody knows where I can buy some of these, please let me know. Cause I will pay probably pretty handsomely for them. This cigar was the Camacho blackout. 
come out. You know and what? This was like I 2013. Just, I just saw some. Um, I forget where. I'll keep an eye out for you. I actually might know somebody that has them. That's the Camacho Blackout. That was right around. So in Camacho lore and Camacho history, Camacho founded in the 60s, 1962. It says on a lot of our stuff, infamous since 1962. There was a guy named, I'm going to call him Simon Camacho. I'm pretty sure it was pronounced Simone Camacho, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm a white guy, so I don't want to screw it up in case I'm wrong. Um, but he was making a lot of scars in Miami. In the 90s, the Aroa family acquires Camacho, makes a lot of stuff in Honduras. That kind of flavor becomes famous. And then in 2013 or 28, 2008, uh, Davidoff purchases Camacho. So Camacho's rolling strong. And in 2013, um, a pretty seismic decision was made to change the entire look of Camacho. And yeah. to this day, a lot of people, a lot of people say, ah, it used to taste different. But whenever you change a band or whenever you change a box, it doesn't matter if everything's always the same forever. It's it's very polarizing. It's gone. Um, and in 2013, one of the cigars that came out along with that full rebrand was the Blackout. Um, now, I've smoked a couple. I couldn't tell you anything about the blend. But they have held up pretty decently up to this point. Um I look up the blackout. The blackout. I, I just remember it being a. Uh, yeah, I yeah. It being a all, powerhouse. You know, it had that classic Camacho, Camacho flavor, um, where it was it was powerful. It was it was deep. It was rich. It was intense. It had sort of a. It was black, writing and design over a dark gray band. So yes, it, yeah, you yeah. could almost barely read it, but it just looked so badass and tasted fantastic yeah i smoked one for the first time this year and one thing that surprises me about our cigars because one one thing people really like to do is give me cigars from you know 2004 or 2000 and shop owners i think it's really cool to be able to try that old stuff and a lot of the times in my experience if you get longer than nah it just depends five six seven eight nine Anywhere in that range, you kind of, for me at least, I lose a lot of what it was intended to be. And something that's nice about our cigars is they're known for being pretty bold, pretty strong, pretty amped up. And you still, it, they maintain that for a long time, long afterwards. And I've smoked some diplomas from a zillion years ago. I've smoked a little bit of everything. And it's that, that I don't know if it's something with Honduran cigars or something with the Corojo, but it does it lends itself decently well to aging for, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 15, 20 years. I don't know what it is. I'm not a, you know, an agronomist or any sort of expert, but tobacconist. I don't know. A t well, tobacconist, I don't know, maybe. Maybe. Well, just, I know enough at, to be dangerous. Just looking on the, on the old uh, interwebs here. Um, <clears throat> For wrapper, it just says Honduras, and then binder Nicaragua, and then filler leaves from Honduras, Nicaragua, and Brazil. Brazil, we love Brazil. And I I think I know, no promises, but I think I know how to get my hands on a, a maybe just a few, and I'll uh, I'll share the wealth. I appreciate that. That's yeah. What and and those and it's fun too because for it's got to be fun for a company knowing that. 
you have some brands that aren't active anymore that are sort of, you know, they're available if you wanted to resurrect a brand, if you wanted to say, look, that, that was a fun project back in the day. And I really think that would speak to our customers again today. Uh, that's, that's gotta be, I mean, does that, does that happen on a semi-regular basis throughout the yeah, year? Yeah, well, we're, we're owned, uh, Camacho's owned by Davidoff. And I mean, yeah. if you look at some of the Davidoff uh, limited editions from this last year, some of the releases from last year, a lot of those are kind of like that, where you just go back in the Wayback Machine and you find a really cool blend that you haven't done in a while and you, you know, pop it back out. Uh, for Camacho, we, this year, is the least skews that we've had in a long, long time. So we really narrowed it down because... It's difficult. Uh, our rebrand was 10 years ago, so it's not it's not new enough to be new. Um, and then we had a lot of limited editions that are kind of like, you know, you got to find the right balance. So what we decided to do is just go back to the basics, let people try our core lines. And you do have a lot of those stuff. And, and, and it's it's a difficult position to be in sometimes because when you release something on a limited basis, if somebody loves it, that's great. Sells out quick. But then you kind of are left with the, are you bringing that back? We've had some hits throughout the years. I mean, the distillery series, um, American Barrel Age, Nicaraguan Barrel Age, people really liked those. The Criollo, people really liked. So we have a lot of tools in our tool case. Um, for this next year, I think that we'll probably stick to the uh, stick to the plays as they're as they're laid out. But there are, I mean, especially with a company like Camacho that's been around for a long time, has a lot of different op options and things and you know things are a little bit different now with the fda ruling but i'm not a lawyer so i don't yeah. know what the hell's going on but we we do have a ton of a ton from which to choose yeah yeah well and and also this year the um or within this last year you know the big um you know the big push was the the camacho broadleaf and yes. that, that that really was a different um you know because you know a lot of cigar consumers, a lot of cigar nerds like us, you know, we hear broadleaf and a very specific kind of thing comes into our heads. But this is kind of a reimagining of, you know, broadleaf being from, uh, you know, a country in a region that we're not really, not really used to. So talk us through a little bit of the about the yeah. And there's there's one. Uh, the broadleaf was fascinating for me for many many reasons. Um, you know, when I think broadleaf, I think Connecticut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I. Connecticut Broadleaf, a lot of the ones that I've had on the market are kind of different versions of the same, you know, it's kind of like different versions of the same song, which is a good thing. They all taste very, for me, very full bodied, very, I get a little peppery, this, this, and that. Um, so when I started Camacho, hey, we're coming out with a Broadleaf uh, this year. Uh, I don't have samples right now, but you'll try some samples later. So, you know, the Camacho line is kind of various levels of strength. We have the Connecticut, which is the most mild, but it's it's not totally mild. We have the Ecuador, which is the next tick up Nicaragua, you know, medium plus. And then we have some ass kickers in the Corojo, the Triple Maduro. So yeah. I was kind of thinking of it in that way, where like if the Connecticut's like a four or five on the strength scale and then Ecuador is like a five or a six and the Nicaragua is a six or a seven and then the rest are like eight or nine or nine or 10. I'm like, man, where are we going to fit just from a profile standpoint? Where are we going to fit this cigar in? Because it's kind of nice to have something that, you know, you don't want 
to rob Peter to pay Paul. You don't want to have a cigar mm-hmm. that. And I didn't even know at the time that it was not going to be a uh, Connecticut Broadleaf. I just heard Broadleaf and assumed, like a lot of people probably, that it was going to be a Connecticut Broadleaf. Mm-hmm. That I get the test blend and I smoke it. And I'm like, are we sure that this is Broadleaf? <laughs> it was very good, but I thought that there was something wrong with it in the way that it was not Connecticut Broadleaf. And they're like, well, Jack, it's because it's not a Connecticut Broadleaf. Is it's a Honduran broadly, which, you know, for us hasn't been a, it's not been a, like, this is the first time ever, or a, one of the only Honduran broadly. What we want it to be is just a broadly people see it, they try it and they say, Hey, this is different. And for me, I get a very medium bodied, medium, full rounded chocolate kind of earthiness, which is very different than you know, a lot of Connecticut broadleafs I've had, and it's very different than a lot of the other cigars that we have. So, you know, kudos to the team in Honduras for, you know, their work on this one and making something that fit in the line. I put it dead in the middle. And I say, if you like the Connecticut and you're looking to jump up to something a little bit more, broadleaf's perfect. Or, hey, if you're, if you like a full-bodied cigar, but this is your first cigar of the day, try the broadleaf. And it, it's, Really a nice smoke. And that's the only cigar in our line and maybe the only cigar on earth that the 660 is my favorite size, which is very weird because I'm kind of a purist. I don't know. I just don't like Gordos. It's just not my thing. If people like them, thank you. Obviously, a lot of people like them because we make a ton of them. Um, But whatever reason, the 660 with that cigar, it works for me. Makes it happen. Okay. Yeah, I put that, I mean, just everybody's palate's different, and we say that all the time. But for me, like in the lineup, if I was going to do like a strength, you know, lineup of Camachos, I, for me personally, the the Camacho Broadleaf is just barely has more body and strength than the Camacho Nicaragua. And okay, for, I like that. For you, I think you put it just below the Camacho. It's, it's really interesting because my, uh, you know, our, our rep in Tennessee, he vehemently claims, and I don't think that there's any right or wrong answer. We put it, yeah. we kind of code them in the book a certain way, which we kind of, the broadleaf is another shade of orange, which kind of ruins our color coding, but it looks, it looks pretty and it's shiny. So, you know. We're sticking to it. But our, our rep says that he thinks that Nicaragua is far and away the strongest. Oh. And some people say, oh, I don't think that the triple Maduro is actually that strong. I think it's super full bodied, but I don't think it's that strong. So there's a ton of different debate with it. I yeah. say, hey, this is what I think. And this is what we wrote down. So it's not Bible by any means, but it's kind of a, yeah, I just say it's color coded because it looks pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. True. Well, and but it does, um, we can't say that because Camacho is <clears throat> badass, so it's not color coded like some <laughs> worse stuff. It's just they're the color of hard work and machinery, <laughs> color of America, color of America. Well, we don't have a well, yeah, we, do have a red, we don't have a white one, but you know, we get <laughs> red, white, and blue. But it, it is honestly, and and I know this has been talked about ever since because this really was a revolutionary rebrand, and it, it did cause a ton of buzz around the cigar industry when it happened but as a consumer and so many consumers i know it's it's true if you see you know if you walk into a cigar shop that has more than two facings of camachos they're easy to identify 
uh it's it's right there in bold big block letters on the on the band camacho you know and mm-hmm. and and the the name of the rapper leaf it's it's easy to identify for yeah. consumers and yeah it's um, it's like a uh you know our our now president dylan austin was the camacho guy for years and years and years um and kind of when it started the tagline was like in a sea of brown you know comes camacho and it was because you know at a certain point we decided that we can't just stick to the you know cubanesque or another cubanesque everything tastes very cubanesque which you know i think the corojo does i think the corojo is very cubanesque but at a certain point we kind of just decided like look we're owned by Davidoff. So let's assume that the quality is there, which it is. And two, like, let's just be different. Let's just make a cigar company that strips away a lot of the, you know, glamour and glitz and the, you know, romance of that side of cigars. Cause you know, it's there cause we're owned by Davidoff and let's just make some badass cigars and just yeah. smoke them. So, you know, when we say that it's like, like, Camacho is like Davidoff's like rich son. You know, it's like my dad's rich. Screw you. I'm, you know, stealing your car and <laughs> going to a party. Because it's like, you know, that all of that work has been done already. So, you know, a Davidoff pairing is very elegant. And a Davidoff pairing, you, you're wearing white gloves and you're cutting the cigar and you're drinking the finest champagne. Um, and you're really experiencing it in that way. And in a Camacho pairing, you cut the cigar and you light it and you throw down three bottles of booze with your friends and you drink them all and you smoke all the cigars you got. And that's, that's, they're both equally as enjoyable, but in very different, you know, ways. Yeah. And that's yeah. the Camacho uh, credo. That's how we do business. That's how, that's how I ended up being the Camacho guy because, you know, that takes a certain level of uh, je ne sais quoi. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, Real quick, before we get to our next segment, I want to check in on the mystery whiskey. All right, go ahead. So I really am enjoying it. This is one of the better pours that I have had. It tastes familiar. Mm, should. Um, and I'm having a hard time deciphering why, why it's familiar. Mm. Um, the, the first thing that I want to... I'm just getting this sense that it's some variety of... Old Forester. No. Um, you think on that for one second. All right. Bill Commerce, happy birthday, you old bastard. Bill, it's your birthday, brother. Cheers. Cheers, bud. Cheers to your birthday. All right. Um, let's get back to your, your taste buds here. You can do this. I know you can. Uh, I always get stuck in this 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 trough of brands that are like my go-to brands, like Old Forester, mm-hmm. Four Roses, you know, that kind of, and, and I get stuck in that in that lane of those brands move over two lanes and you'll get it uh, move over two lanes to the left or the right to the right woodford reserve nope um i don't think it's a i don't think it's a booker's product nope mm. that i'm not sure of it's it doesn't say booker's on the bottle is it Little Book? No. Nope. Then I can't say. Tell it, me, tell me, tell me, tell me what it is. It is. See, I remembered finally. I always wait until we're doing the closing comments of the show, and Raul's like, "Damn it, you got to talk about the whiskey." I so I finally remembered in the at the midway point. 
Bill smoking a Davidoff late hour and a Diet Pepsi tonight. Nice. Well done, Bill. Bill. How old are you now, Bill? Yeah, how old are you? I think you just turned 21. I think 21. Yeah. Bill just turned yeah. 21. E.H. Taylor. Oh. Single barrel. How did you miss that one? Come on, Matt. I really thought he'd get that one. Oh, I was, yeah, so I was, uh, I was all over the road with it. It's really good. Mm. It's, I've got a bottle of. No, that's the that's the small batch back there. This is the single barrel. Yes. Oh, see, that was I. Sh oh, you wow, said right. You, you said right, and I should have gone left. Yeah. You know I'm dyslexic. <laughs> Jack, if you ever come here and do the show with us live, we'll make sure you have. You'll you'll be leaving. You you'll be well taken. <laughs> I have no doubt of that. And we may or may not have a tattoo artist stop by the studio that's, just, just in case. I mean, that's 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 yeah. how we bump up the ratings a little I bit. I know, I know a couple. <laughs> I know a couple we can get coming. I am not. I am not above whoring you out for ratings, Jack. I'm. <laughs> how do you think I got here, baby? How do you think? How do you think I climbed the ladder? Well, the ladder, I the shame ladder. Hey. Hey, it's better than a shame spiral. Uh, a shame, shame. Well, I've is, had both. Yeah, I prefer the. I yeah. prefer the the, the the previous. So, I think it's time. I think it's time. Think All right, right, guys, it is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. And as always, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. Jack, we just talked about it. If you come up here, we'll get you to have a how about that cigar tattoo with a mosquito on top of it. Huh? Giant mosquito, mosquito like, life size. Like carrying it. Yeah, that's perfect. Yes. Yeah, well, I, I mean we that. could we could do uh yeah, ice fishing. Mm -hmm. Um oh, this like a great just just a great dude's trip. We honestly we'll go we'll go ice fishing, get a tattoo. Eat some lefsa. Ooh, wow! And, I mean, it'll. Yeah, we'll just Leave do it. You're on the ice. We'll do all the Minnesota things. Yes, basically oh, while you're here. Good evening, Chad. Chad, what's up, so, Chad? This week's numero de los muertos. What do you got for us, Matt? All right, this week the number is thirty. 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 Thirty people. On average, 30 people per year die from this. Bad tattoos in foreign countries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, sadly, I bet that number's higher. Oh, what about cheese curds? 
No, no, not cheese curds. No. Mm, microwaves falling on them. Good guess. Uh, no. People falling, uh, people who died from a tramp stamp. Oh, no. It's not food related. <laughs> not food related? Not food related. Are vehicles involved? Vehicles are not involved. Is it a workplace accident? It is not a workplace accident. Okay. So this is on land? Uh, yes. Is alcohol involved? I mean, technically it could be, but it's not. I mean, alcohol, anytime something bad happens, alcohol could, yeah. could be, <laughs> could be kind of, involved. Some kind of substance is usually involved, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's not directly correlated. Okay. What do you got, Jack? You got anything? He said good guess when I said microwaves falling on, but does that, does that, was that like oh, no, warm? No, no that's, the, that's not warm. It just means that's probably a, that's probably around one. the same number. Okay. No, it's probably one I'm going to steal and use on a future show. Okay. Um, <laughs> infections from nice. tattoos in third world countries. No, we got to get off the tattoo train. Okay, let's get off that. Cold? Yeah. Farm related. Uh, not farm related. Can Massage they, related. Can, Randy Griggs says, can they meet Jack there? Um, I, yeah. Okay. Heaven? Randy, Randy, you've got to come to Minnesota too. Randy, Randy we got to have you. You're on the dude's trip. We got to have, we got to have Randy on, uh, how about that cigar live? Well, uh, show never end. Falling off a chairlift <laughs> skiing. Uh, falling off a chairlift skiing is good. Okay. Uh, and, you art yourself and, to death. Is that a is that a legal cause of death? <laughs> uh, David Floyd, animal related. Yes. Oh. Mark. <laughs> Roller coaster. <laughs> um, snorting coke from a hooker's brown eye. <clears throat> Um, he died doing what he loved. He died doing. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, mosquitoes. No, way more people die of mosquito bites. Yeah. Hmm. That's is is this in a, one geographical location, or is this like worldwide? Or um, sharks? No. How many sharks are eating people? It's it's worldwide. It is. It yeah, it's worldwide. Pitbull. Pitbull, the music artist, not the dogs. Uh, from listening to Pitbull music, <laughs> they, they another one. They they pump their arm so much listening to Pitbull music that they get. Uh, they don't pump uh, their arms they, doing Pitbull music. They burst a, a blood vessel in their arm and they die. Pitbulls all the way. Kangaroo, I feel oh, like sorry. snake bites. There's a lot of snake. Yeah. No, There's I, a lot of snake no, bites. Fishing, no, not a snake bite. Bowl. Not kangaroos. Oh, autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh, is that Skip? That's no. no. Our, uh, that's David Carradine. Poor little Jason. Oh, no, that's that's poor, Skip's favorite answer. Poor little back row Jason. Go <laughs> sit in the back, Jason. So there, yeah, there is a there is a creature involved. It's it's yeah. a parasite that swims up your penis. No, it's not a parasite that swims up your penis. Oh wow! Right. A koalas, <clears throat> not koalas. Oh, or it's some sort of people eaten by wolves. No, not wolves. Trampling bears. Uh, trampling, no. Sassuolo. Hippos. Hippos. Not hippos. 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 Are, sons of bitches. are they? Is it hunting? Hippos that kill a lot of people. I think hippos yeah, do. do. We uh, we did hippos on the show ages ago. They're mean sons of bitches. People They're falling mean. into water while ice fishing. That's not too bad. That, no, that it's not be. that. <laughs> it's not. It's not cats. Matt Ty hurt his shoulder listening to Pitbull. 
I was a different kind of. I hurt my shoulder. shoulder. I hurt my tennis elbow. Coffee cup. I mean, that's. It's not deer. Trampoline accidents. Not trampoline accidents. Not bears. Uh, Not bears. Not spiders. Wolverines. Um. Not wolverines. Is this a wild animal that we're talking about here? Is this like a domesticated? It's not a domesticated creature. Okay. But can it be domesticated? No, it can't be domestic. Well, a honey badger. I, I mean, give a fuck. Owls? Not owls. Um, not. It is not a winged creature. Okay, moose related. Moose. Meese. 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 Um, <laughs> Wild scorpion. Boar. Somebody said scorpion. Not a scorpion. That would. <laughs> that that would have been a great one. We have know. done. We have done scorpion. Uh, stings on the That's American continent. Uh, you can this this animal can be found on three continents: Is antelope, North America, Africa, and Asia. Okay, that's different varieties. Of animal, wild dogs. It's a very small animal. That's guinea pigs, ants, 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 ants. What? All right, ants kill on average thirty people per year. That's got to be the worst. There are over 280 different species of ants that can kill, and the fire ant and siafu ants of Africa are among the most deadly. Since they live in colonies up to 20 million strong, once an attack begins, ants can easily overpower their prey. Most reports of human deaths are due to people falling asleep near an anthill and succumbing to anaphylactic shock from countless bites wow filled with venom which is the one in the americas that can kill you they, they have fire ants in america too but they're not as deadly as the fire ants in africa and asia so they're mm. murder ants yeah they have uh, i mean they have like the ones the ones if uh, and if you've ever gotten into fire ants in the southern united states they very very painful bites and they do have venom but the their venom amount is way lower than the ones in africa and asia they have to be in florida because everything uh, te- texas is where i got into them once uh oh. i was a teenager and and got into fire ants and that was not fun mm. no fun uh so uh yeah when you go camping and you uh lay out your sleeping bag make sure there's no fire ant hills well anywhere obviously nearby. it woke you up uh oh that well yeah that i wasn't as, oh, i wasn't asleep but no, I was just I was just walking and uh, kicking up dust, and some of the dust I kicked up turned out to be a fire ant hill. Yes. That was really stupid. Mm. Don't mm. don't do but don't do what I Tony do. Tony says, but did you die? But, but did you? Die? Yeah, but did you die? He did die? This is just like the sixth sense. He's been dead the whole time. <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, so that was this week's was Numero great. de los Muertos. <laughs> That collar is kicking your ass. I know it keeps <laughs> curling in and like tickling the bottom of my beard. And I'm if like, you, if you, you really wanted to, you could have a pet ant. If you really you could, I, yeah, that's why I was saying domesticated. I I was like, you know, sort of, yeah. you know, because oh, people, people have, have those hill things. Glass. Yeah, 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 the ant farms in the glass. And when I was a really bad teenager, we used to do this thing where we would, uh, if you could get a bee that was kind of alive. You could have a pet bee. Uh, you would throw it in the freezer, and then they would freeze, and you could tie dental floss around it, and then when it would wake up, you would just have a pet bee on a leash. <laughs> Dude, this is like pre-internet. 
<laughs> we didn't have internet <laughs> like that. <laughs> it was like it was like the internet days where like if your mom was on the phone, you couldn't be on the internet. So we were yeah, we were torturing bees. Oh, a pet bee on a leash. That's that sounds like a cigar name. That is, I think that that actually already came out. Pet, pet bee <laughs> on a leash. I think that, 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 that's been done. That's been done. That's been done. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's jump into the lightning round. Brought to us by our friends at J.C. Newman Cigar Company, America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brick House. Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and the American J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Rolo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. All right. So I see this little bit of a plot twist. So that's the we we do that sometimes to mix it up instead of the lightning round. Well, uh, but he's never but, been on the show. So so since it's Jack's first visit on the show, you you get the OG lightning right. round questions, Jack. All right, perfect. I never noticed that. So if you could hear the thoughts of one living person for ten minutes, who would it be and why? Oh, living. My first thought was Prince, but he died. That would have been, and that's because right. I'm talking to you, Minnesota guys. Uh, Ric Flair, I can't imagine, and current day Ric Flair, especially. I actually can't. I don't know if you've seen what he's got going on lately. I can't imagine what's going on in there. I just want to see what's going on in there. Yeah. Backup answer. I know you're not allowed to do backup answers. Antonio Brown, because he's kind of like oh off yeah the wall right yeah. now. I just want to kind of hang out in his room up there for ten minutes and just see what he's. Yeah. Yeah, it's the ones that are just ever so slightly off the rails, yeah. you know, that, like that you want to hear from. You want to know what's going on inside those those gray those gray cells. I do. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Mm. <laughs> I said slightly off the rails. I said slightly. Um, all right, Jack. Ten minutes in peace. <laughs> Jack, if you were about to get into a fight. Fisticuff. What would your soundtrack music be? Uh, Danger Zone, Highway to the Danger Zone, but I would for sure lose the fight, so it would probably be you know, my second answer is always better than my first answer. <laughs> well, you could do the you could do Danger Zone, but you know how on uh, Jimmy Fallon he'll play like popular songs on little kids like yeah. schoolroom <laughs> instruments. It would be Highway to the Danger Zone played on a little kid's like school xylophone. For your fight scene, that just would the be... song, the song for the person that's about to beat me up. Like, hey man, here. <laughs> hope you get out whatever you need to get out. You know, I'm sorry, I'm not, your, I'm not your dad, man. You can uh, <laughs> go on. I'll hold your head. Uh, all right, Justin, you all know, right. you know the one. This one, okay. All right, Jack, you ready? The zombies are coming. You get three people to be part of your zombie apocalypse survival squad from the cigar industry. Who do you pick and why? Okay. I'm trying to think who's, who are like the biggest, like gun guys. <laughs> trying to, th I can't think of that many. I mean, there's a lot of cigar gun guy. Omar from Fratello is 57 feet tall. And I'm confident that I can maybe beat him in a foot race. So that for two reasons, one, I feel like he could bat a lot of them away. Two, if he falls, I feel like it's going to take them like an hour to eat him. He's my first answer. <laughs> By that same logic, actually, now, and then I'm thinking longer, 
Steve Saka is number two, just going to be able to beat him in a foot race. That's that's the sacrificial lamb. Who's a, who's a big gun tools. guy? I'm trying to think. Or who's like an ex-military guy that probably has a lot of guns? Oh, you know who it is. I can't think of a good... I, I can't think of a good gun person. Look on your screen. Oh, yeah. Matt Booth. That's yes. exactly right. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> Honorable mention Casey from Crux because he came up tonight, but he he owns many firearms also. Nice. Yeah, nice. Matt Booth would be great too because he's also crazy. Um, so he'd be kind of a good person to like in a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> you kind of want somebody that's a little – you know, it's a couple screws loose to kind of, you know. Well, and somebody, somebody we had on, I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody was like, Booth, Boofy would just seduce the zombies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like and, and like... trance them into like this love state where they were just like so so starstruck and and like you know sick with longing that they wouldn't be able to, they wouldn't even want to eat brains anymore. They'd want to eat some other part of booty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the, we're not going to go there, but the art. Uh, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I want you to, you know yours, right? Yeah. I, you got to, you got to throw this one out. So there. what is the most overrated and underrated fast food out there? Um, I, not that I, not because I think it's bad, but these are, these are a good answer. I lived in California for a year. The most overrated is In-N-Out. In-N-Out is very good still, but it's just too highly rated. If people are, if you're waiting in line for hours to try any fast food, you're, you're wrong. And underrated on the same token, there's a place West Coast specific. It's called The Habit, The Habit Burger. Ooh. It's equally as good and it'll take you like five seconds. I and on the it. like a maybe a general now this is this gets me a lot of heat, but Arby's is not that bad. It's pretty good, you know. I agree with you. Right people hate Arby's. Arby's is not that bad. I agree with you. I Arby's don't know sauce is, I mean, I like is a very fries. underrated sauce. Yeah, yeah, curly fries. Arby's sauce very underrated. Yeah, honestly, take that that damn. If I'm eating roast beef, you're not gonna be from Arby's. That eat that. Take that damn <laughs> cheese sauce that they put on the beef and cheddar. I'll, I'll put that on brownies. I'll put that on <laughs> apple pie. I'll put that on uh, anything. It's and, not that bad. Yeah, think good. about my answer I just said. If I'm eating roast beef, it's not going to be from Arby's. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I would say this is a family show, but it's not a family show. We're, we're long past um, that. Right, Rails so are gone. I have, to, I have to throw this other one in there, too, because I thought about it today, and I, I didn't even type it on my list, but I thought about it today, and I thought, oh, this would be a good lightning round question. All right, so in the world of movies, what do you think is, as far as the ones you've seen or heard about, what do you think is the best movie remake, and what do you think okay. is the worst movie remake? Okay, the best movie remake. Um, Does it have to be a movie remake, or like they turn it into a series? I'll, I'm say, trying to think I'll of say straight up remake. Okay. Like a movie that was already made that they made again. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I just got into slightly an argument with Coop over this same topic, but because I'm not that old, so I didn't even know that there was an original Ocean's Eleven. 
I didn't oh, know did you guys talk about that on his show a few days ago? No, but he always yells at me about the article. I wrote an article about the cigar industry Ocean's Eleven. I love that article. Yes. So he always yells at me. The, not saying the old one was bad, but Ocean's Eleven, the new one, incredible movie. Yeah. yeah. Incredible movie. So I think that that would be – that's a really good remake. What was the second part? Uh, well, before we get to the second part, your picture has frozen. We can still hear you fine, but oh, your on. picture has frozen. Oh. And Dax, Top Gun was in a remake. That was just a sequel. It was a, yeah. just a sequel. Oh, wait, hang on. I'm just I'm I'm still here. Hang on, I'm turning my camera off and back on. Blip blip. Um, hang on, we're buffering. Don't, doesn't everybody love technology and buffering and? Internet. You can imagine this is kind of the opposite of your commercial earlier, where my mouth <laughs> is. I didn't. I didn't know that was a remake. Reservoir Dogs was a remake. No. No. That was. No. I didn't think that was. Dax, have you been drinking tonight, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm paralyzed. My entire screen is frozen. That's strange. Well, we can still hear, hear you fine. Well, should I? Should I exit and come back? Or yeah, try that, yeah, yeah exit and try it. Bounce back. out of the studio and then come back in. Yeah. All right, coming around. So yeah, try another one, Dak. Both those are wrong. Those weren't uh, remakes. I so True I agree Grit. with Randy. Uh, the yeah. True Grit remake. Hey, Randy, with, how you doing, uh, buddy? With Jeff Bridges yep. uh, and Matt Damon, incredible movie. Mm -hmm. um, and it's one of the few that. So John Wayne was in the original. John Wayne, Robert Duvall, uh, and others. The, I, that's one. It's and I don't want to get in the long debate, but I'm not actually a great big John Wayne fan. But I think True Grit was one of his better movies, one of his better performances as an actor. Yeah. But True Grit, the the new one, Josh Brolin and Matt Damon, Jeff Bridges, absolutely incredible movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good too. Um, you know which one's the worst. Uh, Willy Wonka I, and the Chocolate Factory, dude. I was gonna say <laughs> oh the same my thing. Goodness, and they got another one coming out. Oh, my wife, my wife saw it, and she said it's actually. And and my wife's in the same camp. She she loves Gene, the original Gene Wilder yep. version. Amazing. And she uh, she saw this new. It's sort of a prequel, I guess. Uh, this this one that's out now. Hey, he's back. He's moving. He's. Everything's good. The remake was he the remake? Uh, I don't know if Heat was a I don't remake. Think Heat was a remake neither. Maybe it was. I don't know. I don't think so. Casino Royale. I that was a remake. I I think the newer one was was good. But uh, so Jack, you told us what a, you thought a good remake was because Ocean's yes. Eleven. I agree with you. I think it's a good remake. The original was good too, but that's a good. They did a good job. Yeah, I I think the new the, you know the one and new. I mean it's twenty. Yeah. three years old already but i think the the clooney pit uh oceans 11 was fantastic i agree with you there now the David? second one is a bad remake yeah. yeah what do you think was a bad remake i still liked the longest yard i still liked the adam sandler youngest longest yard but it was not as good as the other one i think we can all i think we can yeah. all admit that that is yeah. the case yeah, I I I thought the Adam Sandler one was okay. okay. Um, definitely not my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Well, there's 900 bad ones. 
<laughs> yeah. There's 900, like, there's 900 bad remakes. I think that could be an entire show of, like, why did you need to do it? Actually, every single movie that's coming out right now is, like, did we need another? Did we really? Yeah. We, yeah. Did, we did need time? another Dune. 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 I, the new Dune was good. Yeah. The new Dune. Actually, that's, that's a good answer. Because the first one, that's one of my favorite books of all time. Um, and the first one was criminally bad. Whoa, whoa. It's got a cult classic. I didn't think it was criminally bad. Um, I just, uh, I thought, honestly, at the time, I was like, this is a cool movie. And then I watched it. You know, many many years later, I went. This is shit. This is. Have you ever seen the uh, documentary? It's on Netflix, or it was I, on Netflix. I honestly watch it once yeah. a year. The the old one, the, the old, old one, one, and then I watch the new one. Okay. Yeah, yeah there's a really cool documentary called Jodorowsky's Dune, and it's about oh, this nice. crazy director that he tried to make Dune first, um, and he built this dream team. He was going to have Pink Floyd do the soundtrack. Before Pink Floyd had released like a studio album, it's crazy. He what? every person that he picked, he had um, what was his name Geiger, the guy that did the all the stuff for Alien, was doing all the props. You gotta, wow, you got to what Jodorowsky's Dune. Nice, I'll check that out. Um, all right, let's uh, let's jump into this week's notable smokable, and uh, we have a new sponsor for Notable Smokable. And that sponsor is none other than Don Doroteo Cigars. Don Doroteo is a brand with both purpose and passion dedicated to creating change from within. By developing their own land, they are able to uh, own the entire process through the life cycle of the plant. They methodically carry out each step, ensuring that the final product is of the finest quality. The new Salt of the Earth lines, Piedra Viva and Piedra Angular, are available now at Don Doroteo Retail Partners. For more information, please visit dondoroteo.com. All right. Notable smokable. So, Jack, each week, all of us name a cigar on the show that we've smoked recently that was notable to us. Now, this could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we tried for the first time in a very long time, or a cigar that's brand new to the market that we smoke for the first time ever. Uh, now, obviously, being with Camacho, you smoke a lot of Camacho stuff. But if you get a chance from time to time to step outside of your own brand portfolio, is there something you smoked recently that really stood out? Well, I was talking to you guys uh, before the show. Um, I, today, I smoked the Winston Churchill Late Hour Petite Panatella, which is a big, long bunch of words. But it's a brand new tin, which is Winston Churchill Late Hour, but in a tiny little, you know, walkabout format. And the late hour is a killer cigar, but that, I mean, just having it in like a little 15, 20, oh, yeah. 30 minute, you know. Yes. Unreal. So good. Absolutely. Uh, Justin, what was a notable for you this week? Um, This week, I was at my fiance's uh, dad or yeah, her dad's 72nd birthday party on Saturday. So nice. Smoke a couple good cigars with him and, and celebrate. So it was uh. The one that stood out that night was the Crown Heads La Vereda. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Try that one. That was a, a solid stick from Crown Heads. I'll have to you know, try another one or two of those again. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Raul. Well, I was going to say the cigar that you were going to say. You can still if you want to. But <laughs> honestly, I got to go with the Shellback. This is pretty damn good. I, I'm glad you look, guys like it. Just, Justin, what do you think of it? 
I'm I'm already done with it, but I loved it. It was nice. good. Yeah, nice. good flavor. Yeah, I mean, being from what is that, seven, eight years old now. They've aged like, really that, well. They yeah. still got plenty of that's yeah. solid. I mean, yeah. got some pop. Got some pop. Got to some them. pop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah glad I you really guys like this. Them. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I'm loving that cigar on the show right now. Uh, but um, on Saturday, uh, we went to uh, Smolder. Yeah. Uh, down in St. Peter, Minnesota, before we went to uh, a card game where I may or may not have fast, had some whiskey. Um, but I got the new uh, SBC 22 from uh, Postania Cigars, surrounded by champions. Uh, it was a nice blend. I'll be honest, the first like inch or so of the cigar, I was thinking, this. I don't know what's happening here. This is, this is weird. I don't think this works. And then all of a sudden, it just Boom. all everything opened up, and all the flavors and aromas just started lining up just in the right in the right spots. Uh, I really like the blend a lot, uh, and it's got that super cool neon, you know, colors on the kinda on like, the band. Kind of like the green. Kind of like yeah, yeah, not unlike this, but uh, yeah, really nice uh, cigar from Postania uh, for my notable this week. And that we will be having a review coming out on that soon. Yeah, there's going to be a review coming too. How about that cigar? Not too long from now uh so that was this week's notable smokables uh let's jump into our coming attractions coming attractions of course brought to us by our friends at aj fernandez born and raised in cuba aj fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in esteli nicaragua the aj fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer whether it's new world Diaz de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from AJ Fernandez. All right, guys, coming up next week on the show, January 29th, we have none other than Mickey Pegg from All Saints Cigars. Uh, so uh, have uh, take a nap before the show. We're going to be up late <laughs> for, uh, for that one. Um, starting out the month of February on the 5th, we have Nate Beck from Bovida. He'll actually be live right here in the hey. How About That Cigar Studios. Uh, and then February 12th, uh, we have Ian Reith from Dapper Cigars making a return appearance on How About That Cigar Live. Uh, and much more coming after that. We're going to be at the PCA Trade Show as well coming up in March, and we'll let you guys know more about that. Uh, but Jack, thank you so much for being on How About That Cigar Live, my friend. It's been an absolute pleasure. Gentlemen, what a treat. You want to tell our listeners where we can find you and all yeah. that good yeah. stuff? Give us, give us a lowdown. Where can they find out everything yeah. about Camacho um, Cigars? Follow Camacho Cigars on Instagram. My Instagram is Jack's Cigar Burner. It's like a burner Instagram, but for my cigars. You get it? That's really I love funny. it. I, I was laughing at that last night because I was trying to find your old one, and I was like, wait. What's well, the I I had, there's out. a lot. I, I, I had in 20... 12 i got the instagram for at cigar journal just the word cigar journal wow and i was like that's great because at the time i was like this is my cigar journal and everybody that i've worked for has been like yeah well you can't use that because there's a magazine with that same name so come up with something else i was like damn it so one of these days like i still i'm still you know still squatting on that that intellectual property but yeah um you know go to your cigar shop smoke some camacho and you know we're gonna have a lot of different promotions and really cool stuff this year so keep an eye out you'll see it nice 
Well, thank you, brother, for being on the show. We appreciate it and had a blast with you as always. And uh, if, uh, you know, if we don't see you in Minnesota soon, hopefully we'll see you. Yeah, we uh, got to plan our fishing trip. So uh, I'm on it. I'll work on it. All right. Thank you, brother. Take it easy, brother. For all our viewers and listeners, guys, thank you for being the best part of How About That Cigar Live. We really appreciate you watching and listening live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, sorry, X, whatever it's called today, and Instagram. And one more. That's it. TikTok. Uh, TikTok's not live. We we don't. I, yeah. No, TikTok. That's not live? No. It's They're working on it. Soon. They're working on it. All right. You have those guys I'm just seeing in the future. And we'll get it yeah. Have your people call our people. And, and we'll get it worked yeah, out. Yeah. We'll get it worked out. Um, guys, yeah, we really appreciate watching. Uh, if you have any questions for us, you can email any of us at the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. Find us on all your favorite social media platform at HBT Cigar. And when you're on those social media platforms, it helps us out so much. If you take just a second and click on the like button and the subscribe button, it really does mean a lot to us. Uh, and of course, if you listen to you to How About That Cigar on your favorite audio pod- podcast platform, that means the absolute world to us. Thank you for giving us your time. Uh, thank you to all our sponsors, all our viewers. And uh, you know what it means, guys. We have uh, we have just loved bringing the show to you, and we're going to keep doing it uh, for Raul and Justin and myself, and for our special guest Jack Heyer from Davidoff Cigars. Thank you guys so much for watching, and of course, until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. See you guys. Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium cigars.